The Mayfly is up and the excitement is palpable. Wherever you are in Ireland, the lakes and rivers are soon to be hatching with Mayfly soon. And to help you improve your catch rate this season, we've used a Mayfly Tactics Masterclass with international angler, guide and renowned tire, Jackie Mann. If you want to learn about setup, tactics, conditions and flies, then head over to www.irelandonthefly.com forward slash masterclass where you can find out all the details to access the recording and Jackie's notes. If you want to catch that difficult fish or try out new tactics, then this masterclass is for you. Hello and welcome to the Ireland on the Fly podcast about the people and places of fly fishing in Ireland. With International Women's Fly Fishing Day held recently, for this latest episode, we wanted to speak to young Irish female fly anglers to find out about their love of the sport, how they got into it, and what can be done to make fly fishing more inclusive. Alva McDonnell and Rebecca Moffat McGinn have progressed from the Irish youths teams to currently fishing on the senior Irish ladies fly fishing team and have a wealth of knowledge and insights about the sport and are still just in their 20s. And Tom, before we hear from them, it was great to talk to these two young, talented anglers who are so passionate about the sport. It was really great. I'd heard about um, the two girls qualifying for the youths team in 2017. It was, it was really great. And uh, good to see that they're really like any youth angler that's in a team, that they're, they're continuing it on. Because, you know, that's always the fear that sometimes um, somebody will be good at, like, anything that's underage and then just lose interest in it. But um, they really seem, they really seem to be passionate about it and looking forward to their fishing. It was great to talk to them about it. And just on the fact that on the female side, I thought when we were talking, um, I think it was after, after we talked and finished the interview, how Alva had said um, that she didn't get into uh, fishing to be a female, uh, as a female angler. She just got into fishing to be an angler. And I, I think that was, I, I thought that was really good when she said that. And besides by, I mean, like, should be concentrating here on with them is just encouraging youths. And as you said, you mentioned inclusivity there. And, and that's what we want to do. And that's why it was so great to talk to them, because these are two young people who um, suddenly found themselves um, through their parents, as we discuss, but, and, and it comes across in the interview with the help of their local clubs getting them involved in fishing and through that they have um got a love for it and really um really come along really good on it like you said where alva was saying is you want to be known as a you know as a fly angler not just a female fly angler and it kind of with international women's fly fishing day that was held recently it's kind of and you know we asked them about it and they said yes it's important that you have these kind of events and these kind of days to kind of raise awareness but then at the same time, you kind of wanted to get to the stage where they're just fly anglers. Well, we do know at the moment that probably within fly fishing, it's probably predominantly uh, men or male. Uh, so we do need some some kind of events or some kind of structure that is, um, back to the buzzword, inclusive to get them in. But what we want to strive for, that it's, it's just about fly angling. It's not about whether it's... Um, uh, women's or men's that it's getting people and uh, particularly youths involved in 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 fishing initially i mean we say fly angling because we that's our love but i think in all fishing and it's very interesting that alva said like you know she initially loved sea angling yeah you know 
Yeah. But for me, the, but the, the key word, it's youths. Because yes. I think in this day and age, and I would hope, you know, and I, I think it's generally accepted. It's like, you know, when you have kids, young kids, it doesn't matter. It's not like, oh, I'm bringing the boys fishing. It's, if you have boys and girls, it doesn't matter. Like I have a girl, I have two boys. She does soccer. She does football. She she does exactly what the boys do. And I, I would hope that now this generation, you know, growing up, it's 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 there is no gender divide. And for me, the key is if we accept that, by and large as a whole, I think most parents, dads, mothers would be of the exact same thinking, wanting the best for their kids growing up. Then what's key is the youths. So it's not saying, oh, focusing just on the girls that we need to get, mm. you need to get the kids in. And whether you're a boy or a girl, just come on in and let's encourage it. And again, we hear it in the interview, the importance of the Dublin Trout Anglers, the importance of the club up in Dundalk. The Dundalk Trout Anglers Association, yeah. yeah. And, and they were key. So the family introduced the first link, but actually bringing them on, I think that it's the clubs. And, you know, you're involved, obviously, with your own club there up in Cornamone, aren't you, Tom? Mm, yeah, yeah, we've, we've done it for um, done it for years here. At the moment, it's mainly fly time. And to be honest here with the fly time, there was never, there was never, and quite often from one year, we would have more uh, female youths Tying flies than we would have had um, uh, male, you know, young young lads. Yeah, and actually, it would vary from year to year. So the fly tying, and that's another good way to getting kids into it, isn't mm, it? Like, yeah, I it actually my, is. Yeah, my young fella, he's um, he loves arts and crafts, and I remember one of the, the years I brought him to the 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 fly fishing fair in Galway, and they had the competition for the youths, and so he naturally like I'm I'm useless at fly tying. I don't have the patience for it. Um, but he has a natural flair for the arts and crafts and he was able to pick it up and he loved it, loved looking at it and putting it together. And he subsequently won the prize and he still has the box of venial fly tying stuff. Now he hasn't taken that in years, but he, he actually still has his vice on his desk, you know? So for him, <laughs> you know, you'd paint a picture, you do a drawing, mm. you tie a fly. It's all in the same kind of area. Like, you know, and I just thought it was brilliant. There's another angle into it. Like, you know, yeah, no, that's class. I mean, and hopefully that'll be there for him to, to, you know, to follow through. But like exactly as you said, it could have easily been your girl, your daughter that had done it. Exactly, and you like know? when Glory's, you know, she's now five, so I'm going to obviously bring her to the next, mm. you know, bring her and the two boys. Like, so it's yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I think, and you know. She could be just the one that gets into it, or the boys could be the one, or none of them are into it. It's just you just and again we mentioned it. What is it about angling? So it just sticks, you know. It is, yeah. And I, I think you mentioned it as well. It's it's giving them the opportunity to find out. You know, you introduce them to you let them try it. Hey, most of them mightn't like it, but a couple of them might and work for it from them. But you're giving them the opportunity, you're inducing them, introducing them and letting them try it out for themselves. Exactly. Whether you're boy or girl. It- doesn't make a bit of difference. And I think nowadays in this, in this time and age, you know, I don't think it does make a difference, hopefully. And um, from the vast majority of people, I'd say that's the way it is. Well, science by, I mean, when you listen to uh, Alvin and Rebecca talking, it's, it, to be honest with you, it's enthusiasm from you, uh, youth anglers that well, just left the youth scene, but are now young anglers and just still enthusiastic. To be honest with you, that's all that matters. Exactly. And I hope they do inspire, you know, the next generation coming through as well. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, sure, look, let's hear from Alva and Rebecca now. And I first asked Alva 
about how she got into fly fishing. From a young age, I was always, I always said, was sea fishing with my dad and like the extended family. Um, and I went, I wanted to go uh, fishing with my dad on the weekend then. And uh, we had, he showed me then to, with his fly fishing club, the Dublin Trail Anglers. Um, I went to the juvenile days with them, with my brother and my sister. And uh, they had really good, like, uh, a lot of the club members would be there and showing us how to cast and like catch fish and a lot of them were in Southern County Southern County Fishery in Carlo and so you catch big fish like with very minimal effort like um, and so that also like gave us a lot of motivation to start fishing and so I went just to a few more competitions with Dublin Trout um, anglers from there and then uh, got to know a few more of the people a few more skills a few more different techniques dry fly wet fly even a bit about fly tying and stuff uh, with the Dublin Trout. And then I just kind of went to more competitions, met more people. And then in 2017, um, I qualified with Rebecca on the youth's international team. And then I feel like once I got to know another girl my age doing it, I think it encouraged me to keep going like with it. So were you into the fishing? Like, did it, like you mentioned sea fishing there. So was it something even as a kid kind of just fascinated you that you wanted to be standing there watching? Because a lot of kids would be like, ah, I'm bored. I want to do something else. Like. Oh, yeah, no. Like, I always had an interest in, in sea fishing because, like, we catch, like, mackerel or pollock or, um, like, smooth hen as well, or, like, very few, or the, you know, the blind jemmies and those kind of things, or crab fishing as well. We'd always do that. And uh, we went up to... We have like a, a holiday home kind of place up in Dundalk, close to where Rebecca lives. Um, and we would always take a boat out there and go crab fishing. And it was all, it was a, a lot of like sea, sea orientation um, hobbies, kind of like we did sailing as well and kayaking and all that kind of thing as a young, from, from a young age. So uh, I just kind of kept, kept up the water, water sports with the sea fly, fly fishing. Interesting. And it, it is interesting because like, again, you know, you grew up in an urban area. Yeah, I know. You know, but what I think is, it's not a barrier. You no, know. definitely not. See, I was also into the Sea Scouts as well in Dunleary, and so that kept up like the sailing and the, the the sea kind of orientation as well. So it wasn't like it was madness me being in a boat, or like it wasn't like it was unusual for me to go fishing because like a lot of other people in the Sea Scouts would have sailed or would have had boats or whatever. So like they they knew what it was like to literally have to go out sailing for an afternoon or for me going out fishing for an afternoon, you know? So again, it was family influence and, and where you grew up and what you were introduced to in terms of the different sports. Um, and what about yourself, Rebecca? What's your own involvement and background in it? Yeah. Well, when I was younger, we used to go on holidays to like America the whole time and uh, the house was beside the lake. So we were always fishing for bass there during the summers. And then we, when we came back to Ireland, we were just looking to keep up the hobby um, and then just my dad organised with Dundalk Brown Trout Anglers to get a day out on the fane with um, Matt Campbell and Fred O'Hagan and they took me out and just ever since then I've just been very involved with it and uh, Dundalk Trout like they um, are really good with the youth anglers they really push everyone to go to the trials and everything because I never knew there was even an Irish team for fly fishing um, and they kind of told us all and my brothers as well the two of them are on the youth team this year and just, yeah, no, it definitely got us all into it. So in terms of, like, obviously to kind of graduate to that kind of level in terms of the youths, like, how much fishing would you have been doing, you know? Was it kind of during the holidays? Was it kind of always constantly out when you could be doing it? Just on the weekends, we'd always go to the river. We started off in the river, and then we'd always go up to Court Lock in just outside Dublin. 
Um, that's when we got onto like the rainbow trout, and that but that's standing on a bank, like not out in a, on a boat. And then we got out in a boat and lean. We became members of that, and then uh, yeah, just the qualifiers. I think that my first qualifier was my second time ever out in a boat fishing, and then just kind of kept up with those things. Yeah. Sorry, Rebecca. That only your second time ever out in a boat was a qualifier. How did you do? I caught one fish in the last half Excellent. hour. Yeah, so that was good. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a bit like you, Tom, saying your first time was it fishing for Ireland was on a river. The first time I ever fished a river competition was in a world championships when I was put on a river section. Oh, wow. I'd oh, never God. actually fished a, comp- a river competition before. It had been all lakes competitions. So kind of with you on that one. But yeah, yeah. yeah. What's this moving yeah, water yeah. in front of me? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Standing on a stone in the middle of the river. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it's actually interesting, Tom. And just hearing uh, Rebecca and Alva talk, there is two things stand out for me. One is the influence of family. You know, I think that seems to be a general kind of common thing in terms of how people get into the sport. Obviously, you have the outliers in terms of people just, you know, you do get the exception in terms of, you know, family weren't into it and they just got into it. But the other thing that struck me as well is the importance of clubs. Yeah. In terms of the, encouraging the youth, holding competitions, whatever it is, like, you just, yeah, um, both both of you have just mentioned it there, the, the local clubs, how they, they helped you. I think it's, I, like, I've, I've always said it, it's so important that you get a chance. I mean, the way I look at it, you got a chance to find out whether you're going to like fish or not. And, you know, maybe you wouldn't have liked it, but you got the chance. And through that, through the clubs bringing you out and doing, like, let's say, on the River Fane or the Dublin Trout Anglers bringing you out, Alpha, you got a chance of finding out and suddenly, oh, I like this. You know, I like this. It's, you know, finding out exactly how it's done and it's a bit of fun. Um, yeah, I tr- I've always been saying it. Clubs can play such an important role. And it's great, actually, to hear, you know, when when Dara's asked you or it's come along, you know, he just said there initially it's the family, but how the clubs stepped in and provided uh, you with the chance of going further. No, definitely, yeah. And the Dundalk, they would, um, the Dundalk club, they holded uh, fly tying lessons as well over the winter. So it was great just to learn everything about fly fishing. Um, but no, it's definitely really helped me along in my journey. Um, can I ask you in terms of, Alva, you're just out from college and Rebecca, you're in college uh, at the moment. Um, and we were kind of just talking before we came on air there, Tom, as well as in terms of, you know, college is infamous for the societies and the clubs mm. and social life. And yet... I can't think of a fly fishing club. Like Alva, you're saying there wasn't one in UCD. Rebecca, there's none in DCU. I went to Trinity. I can't remember one there. There was one in GMIT. No, there you have it. <laughs> you know what I mean? There was. DCU and UCD. Yeah. There was. They don't have all the courses there, though. So. You know, can I just say it was Galway RTC back then, which is another thing. <laughs> but yeah, there was. And there was no fishing club. No fly fishing club in either. Oh, wow. Like, and, you know, we bring it on to the social thing. Like, there's a clubs for everything. Yeah. Everything. Isn't it incredible to think, you know, that there's none fly fishing, like, you know? Yeah, it's definitely a place that they can improve. Um, But I feel like some person needs to take control of, like, the whole... Like the whole, like find a venue, find the gear, find all that to provide for college students because people aren't going to buy waders for one time trying it out to see if they yeah. like it or not. Do you know? So it's gonna, it, it's a big thing to start up. But I think once it starts, it could have a few 
a few people that'd be interested in it. But you know, like you were saying there, though, like as well earlier, is you've got kayaking clubs. Yeah, you know, exactly. Yeah, there's kayaking really. clubs. Yeah, but and they have the kayaks to provide, and they have the stretch of the river that they can use, and they have the swimming pools that they can practice in. And like, there's no reason why you couldn't practice casting on a field or in in, in a pool, or even in a pool. like even like aiming aiming the cast at like a hoop or something. I don't know. You could definitely do that. Um, in because the pool is huge. Tell me this: growing up, um, and you know, say from secondary school into to college, um, did your friends? kind of think you were mad wondering what the hell are you doing like what's that all about like yeah definitely like yeah. they didn't see the attraction to fishing at all like they still don't they're like they're, but but i always say like you can't appreciate fishing until you do it yourself because it lo- just looks like you're casting and you're waiting but you're not you're literally thinking about everything else and the weather and the wind and like the the fly and what the fish it is and where you are in the lake what's the surface like you're thinking of everything and like people watching it that haven't done it i don't think they would appreciate that spoken like every other fisherman i mean it's it's what we all encounter is when we tell people we fish yeah. uh but doubly so with, i suppose probably i don't know probably with your circle now at the moment like when you say there's no fly fishing club in either in either the universities you're in you know and when you tell people you get that oh my god <laughs> you fish yeah but uh, have you ever tried have you either of you brought people fishing to try it any of your friends yeah, I brought one of my friends and her boyfriend brought them down to the lake. But the boyfriend fishes and brought right. them. But uh, no, they weren't too interested in it, really. It uh, she, what did she say? Well, after you took her, what did she say? Uh, I don't know. She wasn't coming back. She said she'd come out. We went to <laughs> I'll call you. Don't call me. But, yeah. yeah. But uh, just like what you were saying there, because I remember when I first told my friends that like I'd started fly fishing, because everyone kind of knows about just fishing. They don't really know about fly fishing. And they thought like I was actually just like fishing for like flies. Like, you know. My friends like, thought that too. Flies, <laughs> actually, yeah. 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 My friends thought that as well. No wonder they thought you were nuts. Like. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you know, I find it, it I, like as we're talking here, like you realize it's less of a gender thing in the sense of like, like I was saying, my friends, they all play golf. Now I think they're daft, but like, they think I'm nuts, like, because they're like, you stand in the river, nothing happens, and that's your day, like, and when you do catch fish, you put them back. And and we always we always say that, isn't it? You, you, a fish, a fish around an angler or whatever, it's just, it, you try it, and it just takes hold of you, and there's no, you know, rhyme or reason that it's not really a man, male or female thing. It's, do you think it's more just the fact that maybe women just traditionally haven't been encouraged to get involved in the sport, you know, and that if more where like you know the male counterparts a certain percentage would just take it up and go yeah love it this is great yeah probably and i feel like like in the olden days like the dads would probably just be like oh we're taking out the boys to fish and my sons go fishing the girls that have no interest in it but uh yeah i think that needs to change probably just that everyone can go fishing the sons and daughters Go on, Alva, do you think it is changing? Sorry, no, I think it is It is changing in terms of if you've talked to any of the women on the with ILFA, with the ladies, I think all of them have a passion and want to fish. Whether they started fishing with their husbands or with their dads or whatever, they all are very keen anglers. And I don't see why more people couldn't be. But I think people, like women, women now, would prioritise other things before their hobbies. And it's like... I feel like I don't know why I feel like a generational thing like men would prioritize their 
hobbies more so than women would do. I don't, I just feel like that's a lot of, a lot of my friends, they would have career and they'd have like going out and that kind of thing rather than a hobby. Whereas a lot of like the lads that I'm friends with, they would have their football or they'd have their golf or they'd have something else, like some other outlet, you know? Um, yeah, I hadn't thought of it like that, like in terms of. Yeah. The only thing what I've seen there and you touched on Rebecca was, you know, traditionally, let's say for, you know, the, the father brought the son out fishing. I see that change. Uh, now, I would have come from a background where I was taken out fishing. I have three older sisters and they weren't a lot of dapping. Uh, one of my sisters, Elizabeth. Um, but I really think that is changing. Uh, where I'm seeing there's a lot of my friends who have daughters and they're really encouraging them to fish. So I see that as a sea change, but definitely it wasn't always like that. Yeah, well, that's yeah. good. Yeah, it definitely wasn't always like that. No, I do no. think like fathers who fish would encourage any of their kids to go fishing, mm, <laughs> literally yeah. to have someone in the boat with them. Like, I know that's what I feel like my dad, when he'd go fishing, he'd like ask us if, if we wanted to go or like, even if I wasn't free, he'd ask my sister or my brother or whatever. And neither of them have any interest in fishing. They just want someone else in the boat. <laughs> just, just, just to tag along. Yeah, but even like, and then if they do like it, then they can come more. And I think that's how I got more involved because I, I did enjoy it. And I, like, mm. I liked the actual sport of it. It's it's great. I, I just touching on a broader thing there, like, I remember a time when, you know, here rural locally, and I live in a, a Gaelic football area, you know, only the guys went to play Gaelic football when I was growing up. But it's not the case now. So, I would, yeah, no, it isn't. And it's great. It's absolutely great. So I really like to see that. And I, as I said, I think we are seeing it, that um, even if it's only been brought along to sit in the boat, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, there's a lot <laughs> yeah, but actually, in all fairness, there was a lot of a lot of sons as well that were just brought along to sit at the boat. So that wasn't it, but at least everybody's brought it out. And then you get a chance to see, do you like it? As you did, Alva. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, for me, and like I've um, three kids, um, two boys and a girl. And it's the same thing. Like they all do football. They all do soccer. They all do taekwondo. They all do swim, fishing. You know, there's no gender breakdown it's just like yeah you're coming and then also the flip side of it is, is I, if i if i want to go fishing <laughs> i get to bring the kids i get away with it more so yeah like, you know, yeah, yeah. the reality like and and i always talk about this i think i've mentioned it before thomas it's it's just giving them like you know they see the fishing magazines around they see the pictures you know you know and, and then when they see the fish and it just you're trying to just just develop something in them. It might just touch a spark in them. And that's what you're hoping. And, you know, and years later, they, you know, they might leave it. They come back to it and go, oh yeah, geez, I remember doing that one with my dad when I was younger. And, you know, because that's how I got back into fishing. Um, mm. I was brought fishing as a kid, of course, fishing with my uncle um, at the time. And there was always, there was just something latent in me that 20 years later when I was moving into Tipperary, I just, I have to get back fishing. And, you know, so it was that spark that was there. Like, and I think, you know, it's the same with kids. If you can just give it to them. And, and again, we bring it back to the importance of the youths and the importance of the clubs, you know. And actually, can I say, uh, both, like both of you, you're still fishing right through college, aren't you? Yeah. 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 I know. Um, did you fish the Lancers? Actually, did you see, fish the Lancer qualifier? This? You did the all one the that was just on. The, the, yeah, it was me. just on there. Yeah, I finished that. Did you? Did um, you fish a Rebecca? No, no, I didn't. We had a little there on Sunday. Oh, that's on Sheelan, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that was Sunday, that was on... and then the other one was on the Saturday, the Latin one. 
Well, that's well, what I was going to get on because I want to ask now how you did. But um, what I was saying was I didn't even fish during college. So oh, yeah. fair play to you. Yeah, I actually <laughs> well, didn't join. I didn't even join the GMIT or RTC fishing club. Right. I uh, actually stopped fishing when I was in college. Disgraceful. Yeah. That's just disgraceful. I, I know it is shocking. It's shocking. <laughs> Why was that, Tom? I just, I, I keep a diary and I have a diary from when I was 12, when I was fishing. And I, there is no, there are no entries when I was in college. <laughs> I oh, went no. fishing once. Yeah, I just, I lost all interest in it. And then when I came, moved back here, ooh, I was 23, 24, I just started fishing again. Yeah. yeah, but it's an easy thing. I think it's an easy hobby to you can leave it if you don't have time for it. Yeah. You can take it back yeah. up when you do. Do you know? Yeah. Like I did take a good like a, like I was in like Amsterdam. I was in the Netherlands for three months on a college like Erasmus thing. But then when you come back, you can still take it up again. It's not like you've any like training that you have to do gym every yeah. three times a week. Like you know, it's literally like you just need to you just need to go out and fish like yeah. um, well, well I'm dead impressed with the two you're still fishing can I ask you um, Rebecca Nova is um, what made you go for the kind of um, the youths the kind of that's the next step because you know the vast majority of, of um, fly anglers they're just happy to just you know tip along and just around. what made you kind of want to go that next level like Rebecca you might Give us your insights. Uh, well, it was purely just the Dundalk brown trout anglers. Uh, they said that the qualifiers were on and they're doing like car lifts to get all the kids like that were eligible for it to bring them all up to. I think our first one was on Lock Bay in 2017. Uh, bring us all up there. And we fished that one. Then the second trial was on uh, Lock Lean. So, yeah, just hugely the club. And then my dad as well. And my brother was trying out as well. So, yeah, but definitely the Dundalk brown trout, like they just really pursued it with us and that's how it kind of because told us about it and everything and mine was the same yeah mine was the same it was like well two other uh boys that were older than me had done it had fished for ireland like two years before but i think i was still i wasn't too focused on the competition i i didn't know what the competition was when like i entered it dad just said oh do you want to do this competition i was like yeah or whatever like it's the same as every other competition until I realized then like there was more young people and like what it actually meant so I didn't I never knew like oh this is for the Irish team or like this is like I didn't focus on that too much like when I started it and then it was just good to see that there was young people doing it and then same to see Rebecca as well like it was good it's just good to to like be there and be in like a younger community of people not just mm. with Dublin Trent Anglers like obviously there's still a few there was I think there was like three or four three or four youth anglers in Dublin Trout and like all of them were, were, were going to the youth's qualifier. So um, I was like, I may as well join them. <laughs> and, and actually, like, does it become a social thing once you're kind of, you're surrounded by, like you said, you're kind of your own age, you know, it becomes then that social thing. But within the youths, I think they're very good at having training days and training weekends and like that kind of thing that it, it kind of was social for that year that we were on the team. Um, if you, if, I feel like if you didn't make the team, you weren't going to those training things, so you wouldn't have been involved in it as much. But like, I think it was, it was within that year of twenty seventeen. I finally saw how, like, how, how, what the level of fishing, the level of skill you can have when fishing. Like, I'd only ever seen it like with dad or like with the Dublin Trail people. But I wouldn't even, I wouldn't have noticed that. Like, this is how they think. 
I'll just be like, okay, that's like what I'm using today or whatever. But like when you're in the competition, they're telling you, okay, so when this happens, change this flyer. When this happens, change this or whatever. And you would never think about it in that depth or in that detail until you're on the team and they're teaching you like exactly what to do or like why they're doing it that way or why you have used this kind of nylon and not the not the other stuff. Why use mud and gink and all that stuff, do you know? So, and would you say that it helps your fishing? Oh, definitely. That gave me yeah. more of an like encouragement to actually as to why why there's so much brands and why there's so much variety and why there's so many flies and like <laughs> why everything is the way it is when you mm. when you know more about fishing and know more about the skill of it and like how how each angler has their own methods and like their own flies as well. Like it, it definitely like gives you a bit more like meaning to the sport and like more more interest as well to see how can you improve yourself when you know all these skills from other people. <laughs> Rebecca, do you find it as well as your social circle? Is it is your fly fishing over here and, you know, the rest of your life is over here? Or do you find your social side, it's it's in the fly fishing um, stage or are they completely separate? Like? Uh, sort of separate, kind of. Uh, but it is a huge social thing. Like the people from the youth team, I feel like that year, me and Alvaron in 2017, it was quite like close-knit. There was a lot of like new people that came in and, we're learning and all that and even now like if I was going down to a lake that I wouldn't be too sure about but I knew that like this boy he lives right beside it that's his home lake like I'll ask him this week does he know what's working and that so it's a great for like now when there's ladies trials like it can be anywhere in the country and that we kind of have those connections to just find out what's working but um kind of yeah Al was the one person that sort of like two social lives like we kind of meet up outside of fishing and that but uh no everyone else is kind of just a fishing friend tell me this in terms of what's your own uh rebecca your own favorite style of fishing is it lakes is it lakes yeah yeah and uh dry fly fishing if i can get it yeah that would be my favorite but definitely luckily and any of those ones i kind of got i used to do the rivers a lot when i was younger but just recently i haven't got back to it but uh no i definitely hope to get back to it now and alva I would be actually like the exact same, <laughs> like lakes, dry fly. Um, I did a bit more river there during COVID because like, you know, when we had a 5K limit, mm. I could fish the daughter with my dad every other weekend. And um, I really enjoyed that. That was all like kind of small trout, but uh, and it was just a good sport. But um, in terms of if I was taking the day out to go fishing, I prefer to go to a lake because bigger fish and <laughs> wider stretch to cover like. <laughs> Yeah, right. And lean is a nice water. Lean, yeah, it's so nice. And like it, it works when it's when it's sunny and when it's raining. Do you know, like if you if you spend the day on carob or whatever, you it's so big and like it's gorgeous, obviously. Don't get me wrong, but like to, for it to be a good day, it has to be like windy and wet. And it's just like, oh <laughs> it just wrecks your hair. <laughs> is that your favorite place to fish in Ireland? Oh. Not clean. Mm. Um, it probably would be, yeah, if we were to go anywhere, that would probably be the main one as well. It's not too far to get to. But like, don't get me wrong, like, I do love we had trials on Carob and Sheelan, and the, I think the Nationals on Con, and they are like gorgeous lakes and love to fish them a bit more. Um, the wild trout as well are really good to catch. Um, but I feel like, in terms of how often I fish Lochleen and like, like knowing the rainbow trout there, like, they're always going to be different, they're always going to be on something different, and they're always going to be like a different task you have to complete by the end of the day to in order to catch a fish I think in Lochleen and that that kind of that test is kind of good I felt like every time you go there 
And it's the dry fly is good as that, you like. <laughs> how did how did the trial on Sheenan go? Because Sheenan's fishing really tough at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, uh, it was tough going. Uh, I yeah, think three fish caught out of the fourteen of us. Yeah, those girls. About that, fun. it's about that average at the moment, I believe. Yeah. 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 No, I didn't did, I, did, did either of you do any good? No. <laughs> any chances? Oh yeah. Yeah, I got one pluck, but it was a the fish jumped in front of me, and uh, I like just pulled it. Pulled, it was it was pulling wet, and uh, yeah, he, he pulled it, but he didn't. He didn't latch on. But yeah. um, I fished it the week before because I'm I'm struggling for the place in the team for next year, so I was like, I need to get a practice day in, and I caught um, I caught I caught a seven pound trout on Loch Sheelan. Oh, my first wow. time fishing it. First time fishing it, so I was literally like, this is my luck gone. <laughs> I've caught yeah. my fish now. I like, yeah. I was like, the odds of catching a fish is like one in every five times you go. So <laughs> I was like, that's my odds. <laughs> I, you obviously haven't delved into it too much then on the statistics side. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. So I feel like I, my luck had run out after I caught him. So. <laughs> oh wow! And come here, Rebecca. Did you have any chances? No, there was one one fish flash. We saw one fish all day, but my boat yeah. partner, the two of us, had nothing. It was very tough going. I heard it because I, I, you know, the 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 intro pro was on us previous week, and I yeah. knew a couple of guys on us. Some I knew one guy, a couple of the guys that were lucky, but others. I think when seventy two fishing that day, uh, seventy two fished the intro pro, and only I think it's about not one hundred percent, about twenty caught fish. So that will yeah. tell you, you know, yeah, it is fishing. There was a competition the day before our trial. I think there was 42 anglers and like two people caught fish. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it was that scared us all. Yeah. 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 But, uh, and you had a couple of fish on lean in the Leinster qualifier because the two lads I know today were fishing, fishing it and they're, they're asking, what's the next podcast, Tom? And I was telling that you were on it tonight and well, well, I've had two fish on the qualifier. So that's how I know. Yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was out with, Hugh, with Hubert Smith. So he, he oh, had five. That. He had yeah. five and I had two. So I got them early on in the morning. So I was lucky. I feel like if I wasn't going to get them in the morning, I wasn't going to get them at all. Get so them I, was at lucky. All. <laughs> I was lucky there. And you you didn't get to fish with Rebecca, no? No, no, I didn't. Which is a pity. I wish I did. But no, now if yeah. I definitely will. Mm. So there are a few competitions like the Melbourne Open. I've been hearing about yeah. that. There's a few I want to get into next year. Yeah. Um, Rebecca and Alva, can I ask you in terms of we've obviously had International uh, Fly Fishing Women's Day recently are initiatives like that to be welcomed positive steps do we need to see more of those kind of initiatives in terms of developing the sport um, towards women any ideas or kind of what do you think needs to be done Rebecca I might start with you Uh, I think uh, Maddie Kelly and Susan Brown I think they run an awful lot of Women's Days up the north I think mainly uh, getting women in. and I think that's a huge thing that like girls can come down and actually see experienced women and learn from them firsthand and how to cast and everything I think they're that's the main way to go but uh yeah it's just getting it out there and for people to know that these events are on I think social media will play a big part in that just spreading awareness and everything so I think the Women's Day on uh, Facebook is huge like there's people from all around the world posting about it uh it's great to see definitely an hour yeah, it's it's great to see there's, there's such a big community on International Fishing Day, or International Ladies by Fishing Day, because you kind of do see like it's only you only see your team members, or you only see your your own association or your own club or whatever, and then when you 
when you on on that day you just realize how actually how big it is internationally like with women and uh so definitely those initiatives are very good for um for making even girls who who like fishing and think oh no it's only me who like it mm. to see to seeing so many people like enjoying it and like just spending the day on the on the water like it's it, it's really good i think for for encouraging them to keep at it and to just know that they're not the only they're not weird or they're not on their own they're not like um they're not they're not just like they're the isolated only person in the school to fish it's or like the only person that does it or whatever and uh well it's, yeah, no, it's definitely <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's definitely positive anyway. <laughs> Final question. We always ask it to everyone and you've been given, you've been given notice. <laughs> so, yeah. You've been uh, forewarned. Yeah, exactly. Rebecca, we start with you. What was your most memorable fish? Uh, I think it would have been that first qualifier um, for the youth team <laughs> in 2017. It was like my second time out in the boat and it was for the whole day, had nothing. And then in the last half, half hour, had a fish on. And that was it, definitely. Uh, that was on Lean. Was that was was it a, was it a rainbow from Lean? No, it was Bane. Lock- oh, it was on Bane. Oh, it was yeah. on Bane. Yeah. yeah. Was, it, was it a rainbow? Yeah, yeah. What's that, what size was that? Oh, I don't know. It didn't even matter. I was just like, glad <laughs> I had one. No. <laughs> That's about okay. yeah. What? Yeah. What about you, Elva? Um, I'd say mine was my the. The first fish I caught on Loch on Loch Sheelan there two weeks ago. <laughs> it was just the biggest fish I'd ever caught. And like that day, it was like bucketing rain the entire day. And it was so windy and like perfect conditions for Sheelan. But it was just like you're just cold and like you wouldn't expect anything. Like there was a few fish jumping, but they were always like ages, ages away. And we were pulling, pulling, pulling the flies. So like you don't see any fish. And it just the fish he took it like on the hang so it was literally like i was i was kind of talking i don't know what i was doing but i was just talking and this massive fish just came and then he just playing them for ages and then it was uh i think it was six, 60 and a half centimeters so roughly about six and a half seven pounds so yeah i know i'm gonna remember that one for a while <laughs> that'll keep you going while you're in the hospital oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> That like. Actually, what did you catch him on? I'll ask you. What did you catch him on, Alva? That's, that's, Are you, that's you, secret. That's Excellent. I like that. And Rebecca, what did you catch yours on? I don't know. It might have been a blob. It was so long ago now. I can't remember. But... <laughs> a good star fly. Such nondescript answers. They're absolutely perfect. <laughs> yeah. They do so well in the competitive scene. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It was, mine was a stimulator anyway. Stimulator. Yeah. 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 Top dropper. Brilliant. Yeah. Look, long may you catch more fish like that. Yeah. Um, and guys, continue success um, for your fly fishing careers, um, for your international careers, and long may you continue to uh, encourage and you know be role models for future generations of younger anglers and um, female anglers. I'm hoping my youngest Gloria will be in years to come uh, talking about how you know she wants to get involved so um thanks a million for joining us on today's podcast and uh, continued success thanks, thanks so much dara and tom yeah thanks for inviting us and giving us the opportunity to talk about it and try to encourage younger women as well to do it thanks very much our thanks to rebecca and alva for joining us on the show and don't forget to rate review and follow the ireland on the fly podcast on apple spotify or wherever you get your podcast from 
Plus, you can keep up to date on IrelandOnTheFly.com as well as on Instagram. And myself and Tom will be back with another episode about the people and places of fly fishing in Ireland. Mayfly is up and the excitement is palpable. Wherever you are in Ireland, the lakes and rivers are soon to be hatching with Mayfly soon. And to help you improve your catch rate this season, we've used a Mayfly Tactics Masterclass with international angler, guide and renowned tire, Jackie Mahan. If you want to learn about setup, tactics, conditions and flies, then head over to www.irelandonthefly.com forward slash masterclass where you can find out all the details to access the recording and Jackie's notes. If you want to catch that difficult fish or try out new tactics, then this masterclass is for you.